I'd like to thank Aaron K for sponsoring this week's Torah content. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shirim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and access additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishnewest.substack.com. So, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I really want to understand the angel number rank thing. Okay. <laughs> so I did read on the thing I started reading in the angels and us yesterday. Uh, looks like he does answer our question and it does. It looks like from what I skimmed, I didn't, I want to save it for sure to read, but from what I skimmed, it seems like it's in line with the Ramam. So um, here's a copy of it, Isaac, if you want. So we're not gonna start from the beginning. I just included the whole thing there uh, to review what we said yesterday. The main problem is two things that are the same can only be differentiated based on qualities which are corporeal, like place and size and, uh, you know, age and all this other stuff. So the question is, how can you have angels that are different? So the wrong answered that they're different in terms of their level, which does not mean level in place. It means level based on knowledge uh, and uh, knowledge of God. And that he says that the relationship between when you say one is on a higher or lower level seems like it means uh, it's, it's analogous to how one is on a higher level than another one and how the cause is on a higher level than the effect. So we were like, OK, we kind of understand that. But then the question is, does that mean that there are only 10 angels? Because that would explain how one level of angels differs from the other, but it wouldn't explain within that. It would also determine how it would be at that level, but it wouldn't determine. Let's say, for example, you had the. Um, let's look back at the ranks here. Hold on. Uh, yeah, two at one, yeah, one level, right? So let's say, for example, in the Holocaust uh, Zion, uh, it said that the highest level is the highest of Kodesh, and then beneath them is the Ophanim. So this explains how you have a difference between, here, if you want the Ramam again, you can have that. Um, this explains how you have a difference between the highest of Kodesh and the Ophanim, because the highest of Kodesh have more knowledge than the Ophanim. But let's say you want to talk about two highest of Kodesh. How would they be differentiated from each other? So if you say that they're different in terms of their level of knowledge so then why is that not a whole another level if the only thing that differentiated levels in the first place was their knowledge then if one chaya had chaya hakodesh i don't know had um uh had uh, more knowledge than the other one then now you've got how do you differentiate i guess you could have like subsectors where you could so so that 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 seems to be the direction he's going to take that could just keep going though. Right. Exactly. Okay. So so that, that's a subsect Yeah, that's the challenge. Okay. So in in this uh so we're reading from the Angels and Us by Mortimer J. Adler. Um and we read yesterday, I, I read yesterday, I didn't have this on the screen at the time, um, that he sets up the problem really nicely and really lengthily. Uh and then skip to page one one twenty-four. So this is the second page on your in your packet there. So he says uh in the kind of the middle-ish paragraph, so much for the individual differences among members of the same species. Um, we must also distinguish between two ways in which individuals can differ specifically from one another. This requires us to, disting- uh, uh, to consider a distinction between two ways in which the notion of species is employed, in one way by biological scientists, in another way by metaphysicians. Okay, uh, Aristotle was both a biological scientist and a metaphysician, and accordingly employed the word species in both ways. In his biological treatises, he, wherein he set forth elaborate classifications of plants and animals, he used the notion of species in the same way that modern biological scientists use it. Um, two species belonging to the same genus and therefore having the same generic traits may differ from one another by the first having a trait or traits lacked by the second, and the second possessing a trait or traits lacked by the first. 
the two species differing in this manner are coordinate with each other as members of the same genus. Okay, so that's, we're familiar with this. Okay, from species. Oh, by the way, apologies. After all this talk this morning about the microphone and the squealing, looks like my psyche wanted me to forget the microphone. <laughs> so I left it at home. So I apologize to the people uh, uh, on Zoom and uh, and uh, it'll turn out nice on the podcast, but not on YouTube, so. I was wondering why it sounded a little funny. Today. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, it's fine. I mean, you know. Yeah. All right. Uh, in his metaphysics and his on the treatise on the soul, Aristotle employed quite uh, a quite different notion of species. There he said that two species are never coordinate. One is always higher or lower than the other by virtue of the fact that the higher of the species possesses all of the specific properties present in the lower and possesses, in addition, one or more specific properties not possessed by the lower. Okay, now that doesn't make sense so much until he gives examples. And this is this is why we need someone who knows Aristotle. Okay. Thus, for example, an animal organism has all the vital vegetative powers that are specifically present in plants, meaning that it grows and, and metabolizes and all that other stuff. In addition, it has certain powers such as sensation and locomotion that are specifically present only in animals. So too, human beings have all the properties present in two inferior species of living organisms, the vital powers of plants and of the subhuman animals. Human beings differ specifically from the other two species of organisms by having also having a rational, rational and intellectual powers not possessed by them. So this is, answers a question that a lot of people ask when they look at Aristotle and the way that the Aristotelians viewed species, which is how can you say one is higher than the other? Like what's the idea of ranking in species? So he, that's what he's saying, that it includes everything below it and it has one specific property about, uh, in addition to it. Wait, question? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the let's say like the lion has something that a human doesn't. Right, like right. a lion has like I don't know, big jaws, big teeth, or yeah. whatever, claws, yeah. or whatever. So, how is that? We shouldn't in in a certain way, the lion is higher than the human, and the human is higher than the than the right. lion. So my my guess is that, uh, and I, I don't know for sure. It's a good question. My guess is that it's going to have to do with um, with uh, a differentiation between uh, qualitative differences and quantitative differences, um, and. Uh, and I think he would argue that like rationality, uh, or conceptual thinking is a qualitative difference that the, yeah, as opposed to different sizes of teeth or different sizes of stuff. Now you can ask, maybe there are cases where you would say, well, like, say like there's some organisms glow in the dark. That's pretty, that's a quality. One can light up a room, the other one can't, you know? I think you can still argue the point that like, intellect and rational thinking is higher than Right. And that's what I'm saying. I think that that's the direction he's going to take. I don't know enough about his biology. I don't know anything about his biology, but I assume that's the direction he's going to take. It's a good question though. Um, yeah. Okay. This metaphysical account of species and specific differences led Aristotle to compare the ordering of species to the order that exists among whole numbers or integers and the order that exists among regular polygons and plane, ge uh, plane geometry. Okay. Let's, let's see if we can understand this. In both cases, the order consists of a discontinuous sequence. In the sequence of whole numbers, there's nothing between one and two or two and three. In the sequence of regular polygons, there is no three and a half sided figure between triangles and quadrangles. In both cases, the difference between any two proximate members of the sequence is plus or minus one. The higher integer or polygon is plus one, the lower minus one. Correspondingly, the difference between two proximate species of living organisms is that the higher has all the properties of inseparable, uh, all the properties inseparable from membership in the lower species, um, plus one property or one set of related properties not possessed by the other. Using this metaphysical notion of species, Aristotle was not able to find more than three species of living organisms. 
there you go. <laughs> so that already shows that he's working with a different thing with the lions then, right? Um, uh, but using the notion of species that is employed in biological science, he named and classified hundreds upon hundreds up to many thousands. Modern botanical and zoological classifications go much far further, naming and arranging millions of plants and animal species. Yeah, okay, so there's two types of species. Okay, good. We are now prepared to ask whether, A, the differences between angels are always specific and never individual differences. Okay, meaning, is there even such a thing as different particular angels within one species, or is it only those 10 levels? Okay, that's question one, question A. Or B, both specific and individual differences. And C, if specific, in which sense of the term specific, the metaphysical or the biological sense? Okay, set up nicely. We can say at once that two angels cannot differ individually as atoms or any other two bodies differ by the difference between the unique places or positions each occupies in space. Except when in performing the earthly missions, angels act on terrestrial bodies, they do not occupy space. In heaven, two angels may be in different positions relative to one another, but these, these positions must be understood as spiritually different, not as different places. It has been supposed that the matter which enters into the composition of any corporeal substance is the one and only source of its individuality. The other element in the co composite uh, is the form or principle of organization. This must be the same in all members of the same species. So for example, uh, what differentiates uh, uh, two water bottles uh, is not their form, but their matter, right? They, they each form is attached to different matter. Um, it therefore necessarily follows that incorporeal substances cannot differ individually from one another in the same ways in which two corporeal substances of the same species differ individually from one another. That was the question we started off with. Having no bodies and not being composite of matter and form, it is impossible on the supposition just stated for two angels to be individually different members of the same species. It must follow that each angel is a distinct species differing from another angel as one species differs from another. So, so far, there are only 10 possible angels. There are only 10 angels, right? right? You can't have individuals. One aspect of the question remains to be unanswered. Granted that angels differ only as species differ, not as individuals differ, uh, we must ask, According to the, which theory of species do they differ, the scientific or the philosophical theory of species that determines how species are differentiated from and order to one another? Nothing we have learned about angels so far enables us to answer this question. However, what will be learned in section five to follow, which I have not read, concerning the knowledge and understanding of angels dictates an answer. There it will be seen that angels are differentiated by the number of innate ideas each has and by the comprehensiveness of these ideas with the result that each angel is higher or lower than the other. Yeah. What does he mean when he says, according to which theory of species do they differ? Is it a scientific theory of angels? Oh, no, meaning, meaning is it the, when Aristotle had species defined biologically and, and species defined oh, okay. metaphysically. So the metaphysical one was the one that it's a different, it's only different if it has all the properties of everything below it plus one more. And then the biological one is just any trait, you know? So, um, uh, so here he's saying that it's different. The, the angels are differentiated by the number of innate ideas each has and by the comprehensiveness of these ideas with the result that each angel is higher or lower than another. If there are no two angels of equal rank, even when they belong to the same generic class of angels, then it follows that the order of the angelic species is like the order of whole numbers or of regular polygons or like the order Aristotle assigned to the three species of living organisms, plants, brute animals, and human or rational animals. Even when a number of angels differing as species differ belong to the same generic class of, of angels, their being ordered as inferior and superior rather than as coordinate and equal species in a genus signifies that it is the metaphysical and not the scientific notion of species that applies to angels. Um, 
We have so yeah, then that is all in line with the Ramam. We have yeah. Um, so I was thinking about the Ramam talks about the Ramam talks about the Ramam talks about the Ramam like, let's say, like, humans could theoretically not have, like, sensation and like, motion, but still have an intellect. Right. Um, and so, like... Right, so the question is, what would you say about that? Yeah, because then you could say it's higher with one way and lower in another way, but then that's not... Right. <laughs> yeah. It only works if you posit that it's necessary to have... A, have a, yeah, a hierarchy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, let's say humans are not... Right. right. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, good question. Right. I'd say that maybe you could say that like it's just uh, like net higher, but again, it doesn't make sense because it, it, if that was the case, then you couldn't have said that like it has to possess all the things of the ones under it plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Which he definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, he has that though, right? Because Aristotle has forms like angels, right, which are totally incorporeal forms, and he has animals, and angels don't possess all the qualities of animals. He didn't say animals, he said humans, right? Was it humans, animals, and No, but I'm saying uh, Aristotle does hold by angels, though. I don't think he said that they are a higher level. So what, what, what should he say, then, is my question. Well, I wouldn't say that they're a, a different species that's a higher level. Right. So then, then doesn't that give you an answer then? Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm saying, according uh, to this definition, I wouldn't say they're different species at a higher level. But, right, meaning that there could just be something that is a different... Right. Uh, so if there was, then it would just be a different species. Right. A different species or a different genus. I don't know exactly what you want to call it, but like, meaning not everything has to fit into a hierarchy then. Right. I mean, it just yeah. happens to be that plants, animals, and humans do fit into a hierarchy. Right. But it's not yeah. an issue that it doesn't have to because if he holds... If he holds that angels exist, he's not necessarily saying that they're higher. Just for for example, triangles, squares, and and uh, and tomatoes, like tri uh, uh, triangles and, and and squares or quadrangles, whatever, uh, are uh, that that exists in terms of the metaphysical definition of uh, of species, right? But there are different kinds of things that are not on that that continuum. So so. Uh, I don't know what to make of that, but I think that that's that, that would be the answer to the the question, though, right? But wouldn't uh, I? I feel like Aristotle would say that that angels are higher, like a higher form of existence, whatever. Right. Like a higher but that. Then why did they put it in the order? Yeah. I, 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 you said that Aristotle um, there were three types of species. species yeah. Which were humans, animals, and plants. Right. Uh, so he he would say that this is not a type of species. Yeah. It's a different existence. It's right. Species. Right. And now yeah, also you don't put it in the order. It's not in the order because it's not part of any species. Right. It's a totally different existence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think what would he call that then? Right. I mean, we also don't call it a species. We don't say that, that angel is a different type of species than, than human. We say it's a different kind of existence. Right. But but that, that was what what you know we, we do have this underlying assumption that Aristotle would say that angels are a higher type of existence than 
terrestrial beings. And then the question is higher in what sense, you know? Yeah. I guess the more knowledge. Yeah. More knowledge. Yeah. That is also, so that's an interesting thing also, right? Because you have in terrestrial species, you have humans, animals, and then plants, then humans do partake of knowledge and angels partake of knowledge in a different way, you know, right. This is like what we said in the, in the, in the, the Tfilish year last night with the Kedusha that you've got uh, the angels that are Makadish God on the highest level. And then you've got the intelligent planets that are Makadish God on the second level. And then on earth, then you just have man. Uh, like most of the species on earth can't do it, but uh, yeah. Um, it could also be the, like that they're higher in existence that they, uh, you know, that they aren't subject to generation. Corruption. That's also true. Right. That is also true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah. the, to, to refine my question, yeah, this definition of species seems either like it's either going to be predicated on an accidental feature of of the species, in that like happens to be that there aren't any beings that um, have an intellect but no sensation or locomotion. Like, what makes that accidental? Like, if you're talking about a um, so. I'm saying either that that's either sensation and locomotion are an accidental quality of humans, um, or or are not rather are not intrinsically tied to the next level, or you have to say that the categorization of of, of, of different levels is, is predicated on an accident. I don't know if it, I'm not understanding how you're using the word accident. Okay. Well, okay. So I'd say. Because because just just to uh, spell out because the fact that 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 humans are the only member in that species does not make that an accident. Yeah, no, I, um, I'm not saying that it's because humans are the only members. Mm -hmm. um, I'm saying, like, if you say that level three depends on having all of the qualities of level two, mm -hmm. then either um, by definition anything that's in level three has to have all the qualities of level two because right. there's something about the nature of level three. Okay. And if it's not something that's if if the qualities of level three don't depend on the qualities of level two in order to have it, then like just because there happens to not be anything any human actually exists that has qualities of level three but not qualities of level two, that would seem to indicate that it's like a like spurious kind of categorization. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, okay, let's say you say the category of let's say, you know um, like a category of blue objects on the table and have and you know um, like just because it happens to be that all the blue objects on the table are bottles, you make some sort of you know categorization right. based on that. Like, right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear the question. Yeah. Yep. I guess you have to read the, uh, <laughs> I mean, th th this is the, uh, <laughs> these are the types of problems you get into when you have a guy who literally tried classifying anything that could be thought of, right? I mean, this is his specialty, right? I mean, he invented, he invented, Aristotle invented, it could be argued that Aristotle invented uh, classification, I mean, Ottoman region did, but like Aristotle like, like invented, you know, uh, I mean, he invented subjects, right? Mm -hmm. So like, <laughs> you know, like, like the, I don't even know where you would, where you would, uh, find the discussion of these, whether it's in his works on logic or his works on metaphysics or his works on biology. It's a good question yeah. though. Yeah, because I'm like, if, um, 
let's say conceptually that could exist a, a being that um, has an intellect. Uh, what was it? A physical being that has an intellect but doesn't have um, sensation and motion and whatever else differentiates animals from plants. Yeah. Like, um, like, like, where it's like a plant with an intellect. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem based on, at least based on the definition. Yeah. That that's impossible from like a, like, examining the qualities. Mm -hmm. But um, it would seem to make it, that's that seems to go against. Right. I mean, one of the other things also that, that I think is a, a, a gap in our knowledge is that he might hold that you can only have a creature with intellect that has all those other features. Yeah. For example, like I do know that 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 he does hold that we, we I know this because we saw in the raw bog early in the year that he holds that all of the first principles that are the basis of all knowledge are derived from sense, uh, sense experience, which animals do possess. But then humans are able to then take those first principles and then extrapolate uh or, you know and then derive knowledge from that you know so like i don't know if there's some sort of like <laughs> yeah yeah confusing okay be, either way beyond the scope of what we're saying right now right uh well um in terms of getting into applying this categorization to angels yeah i, I said something about, about their knowledge which i um i know we haven't talked about that yeah but if um if it's not knowledge that depends on the previous level of knowledge to differentiate them then that would seem to indicate that you can't apply this category right but it sounds like like from the wrong at least then then it is i mean let's just look at the wrong again in um halacha uh, 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 ches i think uh yeah uh, okay, so I guess he doesn't strictly speaking say that it knows everything that the other ones below it know, but he says it knows more than it. And I guess my assumption here is that the more we have to include yeah. all the stuff that knows below it. I, that is an assumption though. Um, yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's see if this, maybe he's not even answering the question. It sounds like right now he's saying that there cannot be individual angels, right? So uh, we have come this far on the basis of a supposition stated a few pages back. Um, two great medieval theologians and philosophers, St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Bonaventure, uh, do not agree about the truth of the supposition laid down. According to Bonaventure, physical matter, corporeality, or having a body, is not the sole or indispensable cause of individual differences. He maintained, therefore, contrary to Aquinas, that it is not impossible for two angels to differ as individual members of the same species, even though they are incorporeal substances. Okay, so I, I guess that, that, that's, I guess we have to we have to go on a, a little Bonaventure, which we're not going to do. Um, Bonaventure did not deny that angels may differ in the way that species differ, as well as in the ways individuals differ. Nor did he deny that angels are ranked in ascending in an ascending series from lowest to highest. However, the gradation of inferior and superior angels represent differences in degree, which are like individual differences, not differences in kind, which are like specific differences. 
the two possible answers to the question about how angels are differentiated and ordered are like undecidable propositions in a mathematical system. On the basis of the limited set of premises from which we started, we cannot decide between them on philosophical grounds, um, nor for that matter are there any crucial passages in sacred scriptures that can be used to adjudicate the dispute between the two great medieval theologians. And that's a, a theme that he's, he uh, emphasizes a lot in this section of the book, which is that if you're taking into account you know, revelation-based propositions, so then that's, you're going to get, you're going to be able to develop your thoughts more than you can if you just have uh, philosophical axioms that are, you know, uh, that are very, very limited in number. So he's saying that's as far as you can get. All right, fine. So then so far he's saying that we can't uh, differentiate between individual things. I guess the only thing that remains for me to see is later on in the book when he talks about, um, in section five, when he talks about what, like, knowledge, when he says knowledge of angels, uh, everything okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll have to see if that clarifies anything. But uh, yeah. and then the other thing also, which which we have that I don't even know what to make of, is that we have the idea of angels carrying out the Ratzon Hashem, and that seems to be like a differentiated thing, you know, like like a mission, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. uh, what, what the uh, what the angel does, uh, and maybe you could differentiate on the basis of that. But I don't know. That, that's far field. Okay, um, so I'm actually going to, I'm trying to make, make a decision here. I think I'm going to actually stop the recording and section this off from the other stuff because there might be people who don't want to go into this angelic stuff. And, uh, and then we'll just pick up in the, in the wrong. So I'm just going to stop the recording and then start a new one. Uh, is, is that the decision I want to make? This really felt not so much like wrong. Yeah, I feel like a person might... Like a person might... What was that, Chaim? I'm, I'm assuming you're in an outlet is technically, so I don't see yeah, anything yeah. not there. Yeah. yeah I I'm going to stop it, yeah. Okay, stop. And... If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewos at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.